It's your Thursday morning. Welcome along to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio, where on a Thursday I like to gauge how the nation are getting along. Are you guys all okay? Let me know if you're in a good mood or a bad mood. I know there's other options in between that, but this is a nice basic way of just figuring out the conundrum. Are we all all right? Get them in to me, Dave at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. And um, in a unique twist in this regular weekly question, I flitted from good mood and then straight over the little, the little arm then flipped to the other end of the gauge and put me in a bad mood. And I've got two words for you, team, that will resonate deeply. Um, those words are Ferrero Rocher. Um, oh. Because my parents bought Sarah Jane and I a box, one of those nice trays of Ferrero Rocher. So straight away I'm like, bing, 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 bing. My good mood alarms are going off. I'm, I'm loving life. Smash down the... five in a row to see how quickly you can do it. Yeah. This is it. And then it crept back like some kind of weird Jason Bourne flashback oh, no. but from Willy Wonka from the chocolate factory. And I can remember yeah. the, the, the pain, the rawness of the roof of my mouth after the self-isolation <laughs> team challenge of down in all five. And I went straight into a bad mood. I'm, I've got post-traumatic <laughs> stress syndrome about the ambassador's favourite chocolate. That's put me in a foul mood, let me tell you. Um, what about you guys out there? We'll get the teams and yours. Dave at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. They're on the way. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. It's your Thursday morning. I'm asking, do we find you in a good mood or a bad mood? Claire says, Dave, I'm in a very bad mood. Working at this ridiculous hour to clear emails before returning to the office. Oh, Claire. Does she work Ricky's... for you, Dave? Is she, is she clearing out your inbox? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was about to say, oh, Claire, I feel sorry for you, but, you know, hurry up, Claire. They're not going to clear themselves. <laughs> Both good mood because the gyms are back open, bad because I'm aching like crazy. Oh, there's going to be that first burn for everybody, isn't there? Mm. Oh, yeah. Mine's going to be impossible. Well, Glenn, you've had the personal trainers, training sessions, which is... I have such admiration. I always thought, oh, maybe I'll get round to that. And then you blink and you're kind of nearing the end of what was the proper lockdown. And I've done absolutely nothing. But even though I was working, I was working with what I had, which was some very light dumbbells. And I'm worried I'm going to go into the gym and not be able to open the door. <laughs> like you've been on the moon. Yeah. gravity again. <laughs> it's funny because I could lift this car over my head at home. <laughs> Claire says, woke up in panic to find my chickens making a row and thought it was the fox after them. I must be misreading that. It must be row, because I'm such a city boy. I don't know whether... Do chickens make a row when they're under attack? It's one of those lovely words from the English language which has multiple pronunciations. So the chickens are... Let me bring in Mordor correspondent Matt Dyson here. The chickens are going to be making a row. They're not going to be making a row, are they? Um, In an effort to fend off a fox attack. Some people in my village do have chickens, uh, and I've never seen them make a row. Uh, But, yeah, making a row is a strange way to use the words around making a racket i would suggest making a, a racket is better yeah yeah it is early though and claire in fairness to claire her defense i rushed into the garden to find my son alfie on the trampoline with one of them at 5 a.m oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow that's so, amazing so we won't pick apart your grammar or use of the word row or row claire because you have had just to kind of gather your boy from a trampoline whilst he's clutching a chicken <laughs> that is crazy. Chicken on a trampoline. Oh, wow. Coming to KFC. Yeah. White meat can't jump. 
Oh, wow. That's oh, good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. The podcast has been named. It has. It's been named before 6.30am. That's always a good Let's just all stop and appreciate that for a minute. Okay. So keep them coming. Good mood, bad mood. I think we're all in a good mood after naming the podcast, as I say, before half past six. Bravo, Glenmore. The rest of you, up your game. Dave at (laughs) absoluteradio.co.uk. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. It's your Thursday morning. I'm inquiring to your mood. Is it a good one? Is it a bad one? Let me know, Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Before we get into more of yours, um, we've already established that I was in a good mood, then in a bad mood, thanks to the humble Ferrero Rocher. Uh, so let's find out some more team members' moods this morning, starting with you, Matt Dyson. How are you? Um, well, uh, it sounds like I go to Ikea a lot, and, and I do go to Ikea a lot, mainly because my wife wants to go there and buy throws and, and boxes and all sorts of stuff. But the only reason I go is for the meatballs, and I've had to make do with meatballs in a cup over the past couple of months mm. from the fast food outlet. But I'm delighted to say that I'm in a good mood today because the restaurant has now reopened. Wow! But it is not how it's not as we know it because it's a very strange new system where when you get to the IKEA you have to book in with a guy who's got um, uh, an iPad and you have to book a slot to go and eat in the restaurant. The meatball fixer. You get a table in the restaurant, so it's become like a high-end restaurant rather than a canteen as it was before. So you get a table, and then you go and make your order, and someone brings you the food on one of, on the trays, and they they bring the food to you. You don't have to queue up anymore. And actually, you know, I felt found the experience better. Of course, anything. you did. This is ha- this is the only way, thanks to COVID nineteen, that the meatballs at IKEA are going to get a Michelin star. It's this kind of <laughs> it's this kind yeah, of separations of tables, this kind of service that's really up in everybody's game. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's it. Matt. Yeah, socially distanced world is uh, is often nicer. You know, you got more room. In yeah, it's, the it makes everything you know, business it's more class. relaxing. That's what it, yeah, that's yeah. what this is. Yeah, you've suddenly got yeah. some leg room. You're in the first class compartment yeah, of the train. True, you know, you're right. You're right. It's, life has become business class. But so there be, are some some positives. Yeah, it'll be really difficult though going back to normal in a few months because going back to normal will involve you having to go up there with a the tray and doing it yourself. Whilst yeah. all the waiters are sat around going, no, you do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly I did my bit, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like when we all went out for, to, to the pub the other day, we, we got this great table. We were we were far away from everyone. Not far enough that the barman didn't come up and say, can we keep the noise down? But we were far enough away from everybody, and they just bought us drinks on a tray. Who doesn't love that yeah. service? Yeah. It's true. It's better, isn't it? Life has got better <laughs> in some ways. I could imagine that you are in a good mood for that, Matt, and I'm, I'm glad that your meatballs are coming the way that you like them. It's mad. They bring the jam out in a little bowl so you can help yourself to as much jam as you want, and they oh, that is the, fancy. The, gra- the gravy mm. they put in a bowl. We thought it was soup when they first brought it. We didn't order any soup. It's just a bowl full of gravy. It's weird, but I loved it. Okay, <laughs> so Matt Dyson in a good mood thanks to Meatballs. What about you guys out there? Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Get in touch. There'll be more on the way. Plus, news on how this week you could be winning £100,000. And up next, Matt Dyson. Well, he's going to put the Meatballs aside for a moment and get on the socials. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. It's Thursday morning. It is the 30th of July. The warmest of welcomes to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio, where real music matters, as does saving your data, which is why Matt Dyson goes through all the socials on your behalf. Matt, come across anything good this morning? 
Uh, well, there's only one place to start this morning. Uh, that is Green Needle versus Brainstorm. Oh, uh, you've oh probably my seen goodness. This. It's just everywhere. Oh, wow. It's everywhere at the moment. Past 48 hours, you can't move for, for having a go at Green Needle versus Brainstorm. I, I don't know what this is. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I must it's, be the only person. It's the new, uh, the new black and blue dress, basically. Yes, oh, it's, the new, no. it's the new Yanni or Laurel. Remember oh, Yanni God. or Laurel from yeah. May 2018? Yanni and Laurel was everywhere. Let's hear the original. Let's hear it where it all began. Yanni and Laurel first up, because you can hear both in this. Laurel. <laughs> I can only hear Laurel at the moment. I hear Laurel. No, Are anyone hear hearing Yanni? Yanni? Are you yes. hearing Yanni? Laurel. Yeah. Oh, I heard Yanni that time. Laurel. Really? Yeah. Oh, my. Stop it. Well, the new oh, but one. When the dress first happened, I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. I try yeah. not to jump excitedly onto any bandwagons, but I just yeah. was like, has everyone seen this? It's white and gold. You must look. You must look at it. It's amazing. Oh, my it? I was so excited by the dress. It was unbelievable. And this one, Matt, that you're talking about is just yes. as exciting. Yeah, it's like an audio version of the, the gold or the blue dress, isn't it? Um, and so... Um, Let's hear the new version. So you've got to, you either read it or you think it in your head. You either think Green Needle or Brainstorm, and that's what you hear. So I'm going to go for Green Needle on this one. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the Green same Needle. Piece yeah. of audio Thought every that. time. Now let's have a go and think Brainstorm. Think Brainstorm, everyone. Uh, <laughs> what's happening? What is this? No, hang on. piece of audio. No, you, you label there's two different bits of the audio <laughs> yeah, there. No, Come on. No, it's amazing. <laughs> it's, like witch, it's like witchcraft. It's so bizarre. But apparently, <sighs> I hate to ruin the, uh, the mystery of this, but um, apparently it's all down to sound frequencies. They've analysed the, the... A couple of years ago, they analysed the Laurel and the Yanni thing. And they were they were both present in the mixed recording, both words. But some users focus on the higher frequency sounds in Yanni or or Brainstorm, uh, while others focus on the lower sounds. So it's all about the frequency of the so, words. So look, words looking at the word or thinking of the word will automatically tune your brain into the higher or yeah, lower frequency. Yeah. Is that what you so mean? So if, if you right. don't think of anything, if you think of something completely different, a completely different word, and then hear it, let's see what happens then. I got brainstorm. I still I got, got brainstorm. Yeah, yeah, I still got, got brainstorm. brainstorm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. And other news for you. Look, a bit of animal news for you to end on. Just a change of mood. A group of international scientists, according to CNN, uh, joining forces to save an unusual endangered species, uh, the so-called scrotum frog. Um, these uh, they they live near Lake Titicaca in Peru. Uh, of course Peru, they do, Bolivia. Matt. Just for the purpose of your yeah, anecdote, of no, course they do. They it's do. true. They, they're the world's entirely aquatic <laughs> frog. Uh, uh, the only entirely aquatic frog. Their loose skin creates folds and flaps, <laughs> which is uh, the species' unfortunate nickname. It's a horrible thought, isn't it? It's a horrible thought. But then we all need to uh, save the scrotum frog. Uh, give it some support. <laughs> Uh, probably briefs rather than boxers are a good idea. Anyway, uh, I think we'll end there. Uh, you'll be, you might be talking about that later. If so, I've saved your day. <laughs> and also, this means, and we know you're enjoying this wherever you are, it's time for another round of What's Biggest. And your first round this morning, team, is based on Instagram followers. So, on the gram, who's biggest? Cristiano Ronaldo. Lionel Messi, Gareth Bale. Oh, I think it's Ronaldo. God. I seem to have had this question before about who's the most oh, really? popular footballer on social media. I think certainly on Twitter he was the most popular anyway. 
I think, the, but uh, I'd, I'd imagine that translates. Across. I think, yeah, I think that's. Uh, he, he seems a bit more sort of social media prolific than Lionel Messi. Yeah. I mean, it feels it feel yes. sad that we're not giving Gareth Bale a look in, but also I just don't <laughs> think. <laughs> well, you like the Real Madrid manager, not giving him a look in. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah let's go. I, I think everywhere. Ronaldo kind of transcends football. He's in yes, popular culture exactly. as well, isn't he? Yeah. So. yeah. Gareth Bale has, um, you're right, a measly. It's actually, in fact, it's pathetic. He's only got 43.2 million followers on Instagram. <laughs> oh, but get out. My God, no, no wonder you're not getting played, Poor Gareth. Guy. My goodness. <laughs> we take quite a leap to, you've got it right, by the way, we take quite a leap to second place. Uh, Messi's got 161 million followers. And then we take another leap. Ronaldo has got 232 million followers wow. on Instagram. Wow. <laughs> the Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. It's Thursday morning. Uh, we just reminded you of how you could win £100,000. Another reminder on the way and, of course, round two of what's bigger. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo was a stunning first fact. He is the biggest in terms of Insta followers with three, uh, 232 million and Beth in Tooting, good morning, Beth, has got in touch saying, did you know that that is bigger than both the population of Brazil and Pakistan. Krishna Ronaldo, wow. 232 wow. million followers on Insta. Uh, so we're gauging whether you're in a good mood or a bad mood this morning. Emma Jones, how do we find you? I'm in a bad mood, I'm afraid. Um, oh. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that my uh, my car had gone into the garage and um, oh. it's, it, it, it's the end of the road. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's oh, right off. Can we have a blast of boys to men, producer Will? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I hope that's helping. How how old was the car? 2005. So, you know, it's no age. (laughs) So it's had to take early retirement (laughs) through injury, has it? Is that what's happened here? Yeah, but it's been... What did you do to it? Have you neglected it? Yeah, you yes, basically. Road, I, I yeah. got a bit You've of sunbathed on it a lot. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it just... Well, they, they, it's a write-off because it's got so much suntan lotion have dripped yeah, into the yeah. engine. Do you know what? Just I got get a sunbed next time. I got it's a bit of a telling off from the mechanic for, for not looking after it properly and not getting all the checks that I was supposed to. But do you know, every cloud, I've now got more space to sunbathe on my driveway, so... Well, that's a good way of looking uh, at yes. it. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a positive step. Uh, Glenn, what about you? Good mood or bad mood? Bad mood, very bad mood. Oh, um, oh, my oh. foot hurts oh, this morning because oh. yesterday, last night, late last night, I went into our um, what's going to be our bedroom once we actually sort of move into it, and I trod on um, a dangly earring, uh, not one of mine, not one of Elton John's, <laughs> but one of my girlfriend's, <laughs> and it was it went in so far into my foot oh. that I had I had to unscrew it. Oh, As in, I what? couldn't just pull it out. You, it you was pierced yourself. Horrible. You've given yourself an ear piercing, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pierced toe. Oh. You got pierced toe the first. Because time. it was late at night as well, and we've got paper thin walls that I, I then had to sort of go. Oh. And, like, wow. and just really That's keep impressive. it in as much like, as I could. You're, you're in quiet place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the old nail okay. on the staircase in that film. Yeah. Oh, that was oh, a horrible scene, yeah. wasn't it? Glenn's, Glenn's lived that, man. Feel, yeah. Great you know, for Glenn. Um, okay, that was your good moods, bad moods. Thank you, everyone, for getting in touch. Coming up next, we've got Five Words, Five Grand with Sky Broadband Superfast, and we've got your apologies, corrections, and clarifications. 
It's your Thursday morning and that indicates your apologies, corrections and clarifications, whether they be recent, whether they be from way back in the annals of your life. Get them out there, dave at absoluteradio.co.uk and that's exactly what Katie has decided to do. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Dave. Katie, um, did you just have a softly spoken voice or are we whispering for a reason? Um, maybe maybe it's a bit of both. I am I am at work at the moment. I oh right, sorry. Thanks for taking the call. Um, what what okay, do you do, no Katie? Problem. What's going on? What, um, I'm an estimator. Well, I'm a trainee. So, trainee. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, a trainee estimator. What do you um, estimate? Um, concrete stairs mainly and lift shafts. Concrete stairs and lift shafts. Um, yeah. This is normally, as regular listeners to the show will know, I ask some kind of hard-hitting journalistic follow-up question, but I know nothing about the estimation of concrete stairs or lift shafts, so yeah. I'm going to move on to um, <laughs> whether you would like to make an apology, correction or clarification. Yes, that's, that's what I'd like to do. I think I, I, think I owe the, uh, the neighbours on my new boyfriend's street a, a heartfelt apology. Wow, okay. This could conjure many images for many people, Katie. So you've got... You're you're in a... No one estimated that one coming, let me tell you. So um, what's his name? What's Romeo's name? It's John. John, okay. So John and Katie. So I believe you go over to John's parents' house, and this is where the apology takes place. Just his house? Yeah, yeah. No, okay, it's just his house. Okay, so you're at his house. Um, Mm -hmm. Tell everybody what happened. Um, So I, it was one of the first times that I'd been round to his house. uh, And I got there, I got to his street and drove up the road, turned around up the top of the road and drove back down the road to park up. Um, And as I sort of mounted the curb to park outside one of his neighbour's houses, I, uh, I just, I just, crashed into the dustbin it was bin day um so the bin <laughs> oh no bin you know i have up. a deep there's a deep place in my heart oh, for wheelie bin so tread carefully yeah. here because if, <laughs> if i hear that wheelie bins have been injured during this story you, it's just not the uh, it's not just bin. the neighbors your own apology to it's me as well <laughs> and jason manford <laughs> oh so the wheelie bins have been injured during the telling of this story okay so i'm just gonna brace myself i'm just come on just give it to me then give it to us with both barrels um, the the wheelie bin ended up toppling over. It made such a racket because the bin was flapping open, and and it ended up causing some kind of domino effect to the next door neighbour's bin. It's quite a oh cramped no. street, so then this bin hit this other bin. That one fell <gasps> and toppled, and the lid was flying open, and then that one fell again. I think three wheelie bins ended up toppling over whilst I was just simply trying to park up outside his house and. Uh, Oh, so you had a, a wheelie bin domino effect at your new yeah. partner's home. Yeah, the, oh noise was, <laughs> the noise it made was just, I just didn't see it coming. Literally. Were they empty? Were they empty, I presume? Not full? Not full of rubbish? Thank God, they? yeah, they were empty, yeah, because they oh, just, yeah, good, they, just yeah, yeah. they just fell with some speed. There was definitely no weight in them. And so did people come, like, flocking to the front doors flying open, people would see what all the palaver's about? Was it a palaver no, type thing? there was definitely a bit of curtain twitching going on in the street. Oh, Nobody came yeah. to the door. Oh. I don't know oh, what's See, John at number 42 has got a new girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, she looks like trouble. She couldn't estimate that curb. I hope she doesn't estimate things for a living, let me tell you. 
<laughs> I'd worry if that was, like, I don't know, lift shaft, stairs, <laughs> yeah. things that people use. Yeah. My never goodness. get any one of your lifts. <laughs> no, no, I don't recommend I would never get a lift with you in every sense of the word, Katie. It's interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's true, yeah. <laughs> uh, Katie, it's, it's been lovely having you on the show. <laughs> I am so pleased that you have found the affections of John. I wish you a long and happy relationship together and good luck with The Apprenticeship and, and all the jobs going forward and we'll speak to you real soon. Thank you very much. Take Bye, care. Katie. Bye. That's a loving bus. Happy estimating. Happy estimating. Um, so there we go. It's apologies, corrections, clarifications day. I would like to clarify, you don't have to deliver them in whispering form. That was just Katie's choice. Uh, Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. It's your apologies. Oh, no, I haven't got to do that anymore. It's your apologies, corrections, and clarifications <laughs> day here on the breakfast show. <laughs> really lovely speaking to Katie just now. Do keep them coming to me, Dave at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. I'd like to just have a little brief one. I just want to chuck in here, and I want to clarify that I know I shouldn't find this funny, and this is the first time I've become aware of this. And I'm sure the team know this already, and many of you out there, particularly you, Glenn. Do you know what Tom Hanks's partner's called in real life? Do you know her name? Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know, and I read an article about them getting honorary Greek citizenship. Um, and <laughs> what? Her name is Rita Wilson, Matt. So it looks oh, like it's the ultimate wow. story arc um, yeah. from the movie he made in the year 2000, Castaway, because it says things like, Tom Hanks and Wilson have moved <laughs> to a Greek island. <laughs> um, Wilson, who is part uh, Greek. And it's like, wow, Hanks really did give Wilson a backstory. Yeah. And it's still happening 20 years later. Oh, I just wow. found that hysterical reading that article so I want to clarify that yes Tom Hanks is with somebody called Wilson all these years later and I didn't know it um Emma Jones let me bring you in here is there an apology correction or clarification you wish to make yes I need to make a clarification please um I was singing the praises last week of my new smart meter um and how much I uh, love checking it uh, all day every day and uh, how cheap it's made me realize that energy is um uh, but I I said that we were running off um our energy was costing us 2p a day um yeah. that that was in fact 2p an hour Yes, uh, I think there was a few alarm bells go. amongst the team when you said that, and we yeah. all started to change energy providers yes. that afternoon. So, yeah. <laughs> it's not quite as cheap as I thought. Uh, um, Matt Dyson, apology, correction, clarification? Um, I just want to clarify something, because I've been out and about shopping recently and uh, wearing my mask, and I'm all in favour of masks and stuff, but then I see the people in the shops with the visors, the sort of PPE visors, the see-through visor right over the face, and I think they look better... And I think I'd rather wear a visor than a mask. And I just want to know if I can walk around the streets, say, get when I go back to London, get on the tube with a visor on, will I look crazy or will it be... Uh, is it OK to do? I think I, which one's the visor? Is the, is the visor the welding the helmet? Yeah, the, yes. like the welding mask, the see-through yeah. welding mask right over your yeah. face. It stops all the germs escaping. It's if I think it's more effective than a mask. I think you've got um, to do what you've got to do, Matt. I really and it's just yeah. less uncomfortable. I, I think it will be less uncomfortable. Uh, I've seen pictures of people. Yeah. There have been people yeah. on the tube with uh, kind of carrier bags and plastic boxes on their heads. So I think, really? uh, I think a visor will look fine. <laughs> 
A visor's good, and it means you look like wow. a human version of that bit in Subway where you choose if you want like jalapenos and sweet corn and stuff. You'd just be a human version of that. <laughs> oh yeah, great! I've always wanted um, that. <laughs> here's a little a little idea just for a Dragon's out forthcoming upcoming appearance on Dragon's Den. Mm. Um, you know, Emma, you 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 highlight this to me when you're wearing the traditional face mask and you're a spectacle user. Uh, they steam, steam up, up quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. The, the, so what yeah. about if we could get the, the the visors that you're talking about, and we could have yeah. our prescriptions put just in like a visor bit at the very, oh, at the very front, yeah. very nice. so we yeah. could make it a minus two point yeah. you know, two five or whatever, just across visors. the strip middle. Yeah, wow. Yeah, you're That's a really good idea. Let's write this down here. Yeah. So Great idea. Four hundred fifty thousand yeah. pounds of your money for two percent. Great. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Yeah. Your apologies, corrections, and clarifications. We're going to do more of them next. It's your Thursday morning. We're accepting your apologies, corrections and clarifications and spilling them out there to those people who need them. Perhaps after many years, like a fellow Dave, for example, who gets in touch saying, smacked a mate around the mooey with a bit of Matchbox Superfast track in 1974. We never spoke about it since. But I think not a week goes by where I don't think of it. (laughs) Dave, I'm sorry to my sister. It wasn't the dodgy perm that made her hair thin. It was the hair removal cream I emptied into her conditioning treatment. This was years ago. It did grow back eventually, says Rachel. Emily says, Dave and the team, good morning. Love the show. I feel I need to apologise to my husband for the time I dropped a five kilogram bag of potatoes on his already broken foot, which was in a cast. And I laughed. (laughs) (laughs) So there we go. That's your apologies, corrections, clarifications. It does feel good to get them out there. Coming up next, well, we make no apologies for the fact that we are excited that it's back on The Breakfast Show. It is five words, five grand with Sky Broadband Superfast, and it's coming next. Five words, five grand with Sky Broadband Superfast. It is time once again for Five Words, Five Grand with Sky Broadband Superfast. And playing right now on line one, we have James in Falkirk. Good morning, James. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, team. How are you today? Morning. Very well, uh, thanks, man. Great having you on the show. I recognise that voice. I think for some reason, many moons ago, I promised to turn you into a star, didn't I, James? <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, the voiceover scenario, which... Uh, hasn't really come to much in the food. No, I know. I I work harder. I'm the worst agent in the world. I will get you some work, James, I promise. Leave it to me. Honestly, it'll be fine. Um, So it's great having you on Five Words, Five Grand. Um, Which member of the team do you think is best suited to to helping you win that money? Um, It's difficult. I think I'd like uh, Glenn, if that's possible. You would like Glenn. So you're a fan of the method? Uh, Yes. Do you understand the method, James? Yeah, kiss of death, oh. that is, usually. Yeah. <laughs> James, I asked you a question. Don't, don't run away from the answer, because so many have. Do you understand the method? Uh, uh, what, Glenn's method or the method of the, the, the programme? No, Glenn's method, the method man, Glenn Moore. Yes, yes, of course. Okay, and why, is no, uh, why does no brilliant. one ever say it then? Like, well, this is, this <laughs> it's, not, it's not enough to get me to go away, James. What is the method? 
It's, I think it's, it's just better than in the other two, if that's okay. Right, OK. Right. So I'll like, take that, I'll take wait, that. Wait, correct. No. no one knows what the method is. You've just, you conjured yeah. this thing and we've all bought no. into it on a conscious no, level. No, you guys no know what it is. No one knows what it is. You guys know what it is. I'm not going insane. <laughs> there he yeah. is just saying the word method over and over again, twitching in his furnitureless house. Uh, yeah, okay. this isn't a pyramid scheme. I'm not just saying, like, just, just think method and you'll win. OK, um, James, you would like to play with Glenn. More. Let's spin the random player generator and see who you've got. Random player generator. Player selected. Emma Jones. You've got Emma Jones. Great. Thank you very much. Marvellous. Okay, that's what's come up on the random player <laughs> generator. So, Emma, you're in play. Time to remove your headphones and drown out all back. of James's answers. Okay, James, here we go. I'm going to give you five words. You say the first word that comes to mind. We'll give Emma Jones the same five words. If all five match, you're going to win £5,000. Good luck. Thank you. Your first word this morning is warm. Cold. Second. Um, Chance. Cup. Saucer. Drive. Car. And finally, waste. W A S T E. What's that? Oh, we can't really accept that as an answer, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, was that my... <laughs> yeah, that's no, right. You can't, you can't phone a friend on five words, five grand, James. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, my phone just pings there, there, there are no lifelines in this. <laughs> <laughs> Waste. <laughs> um, waste. W-A-S-T-E. That's right. Yeah. Rubbish. Okay. That's a difficult one. James, we have your five words. Thank you for them. We'll get Emma Jones back in play. (laughs) It's coming next. Five words, five grand. With Sky Broadband Superfast, Absolute Radio. Five words, five grand. With Sky Broadband Superfast. It's your Thursday morning. We're currently enjoying a game of five words, five grand, with Sky Broadband Superfast. Listener James has given us his five words. Emma, it's over to you. Good luck. Okay. The first word this morning is warm. Uh, hmm. Do I go opposite? I'll go... Cool. Oh, we had cold. Oh, cold, oh, not cold. No. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I'm thinking you could hot, think hot, cold, cold cool, yeah. warm. Ah, uh, yeah. yes. Oh, sorry, James. Yeah, right. No, That's I see okay. that. Uh, James, sorry. And Emma, as well, just during the last song, James has been so kind about the show that I'm just devastated that you haven't won in £5,000. Oh, like, no. He was saying how great you are particularly, and oh, my goodness. Um, stop it. Let's uh, let's plough on, shall we? See how many we're going to match today. Uh, the next word was second. 
Third. Chance. Oh. Cup. Oh. Um. Oh. Uh. Cup. Tea. Saucer. Ah, oh, that's better. Yeah. Drive. Drive through. Car. And finally, waste, spelt W-A-S-T-E. Waste basket. We had oh. rubbish. Oh. It is zero oh. out of five oh. today. Oh, no. Oh. Five words, five <laughs> rounds. Oh, James, oh. the pressure was on. It's been lovely having you back on the and show. I promise I will make you a star. I know I keep saying that to you every about once a year, <laughs> but I will, get, I will get to it. I promise you deserve it. Um, and uh, we'll speak to you all soon. And thanks once again for your kind awesome, words, dude. man. Thanks, Take guys. care. Take care. Okay. Cheers, James. Bye-bye. Bye now. So, zero out of five on a Thursday morning. That means we're doing it all over again tomorrow. If you would like to play, let me know via email, dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. It is five words, five grand with Sky Broadband Superfast. Five words, five grand with Sky Broadband Superfast. Absolute Radio. It's your Thursday morning. The warmest of welcomes to this, the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio, where real music matters, as does getting down into the truth of things, which is right now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to roll up and roll up and come and take a look at the tallest tales ever told, the world's biggest fibbers. And already you guys have been getting in touch in your droves. Thank you for doing so. Luke says, Dave, I worked with a guy a few years ago that said he was on his motorbike coming up to a roundabout and could see an oil tanker out of control. The oil tanker smashed into a car and exploded. So he dropped his bike down a gear and jumped his bike through the flames and just carried on with his day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Dave, in 1977, my dad went outside to the shed during a storm. When he came back in, he told me he'd been struck by lightning. I was so impressed by this that I wrote and drew about it in my busy book at school the next day. Oh, is, no, is, is, is he okay? My teacher asked. Is he in hospital? No, he's fine, I said. He's gone to work. <laughs> Are you sure he got hit by lightning? She said, yeah, definitely. He wouldn't make it up. What a fool I was. And that one's coming from Sam. <laughs> Johnny's got in touch saying, Dave, a bloke I worked with years ago reckoned he killed two boa constrictors whilst in Belize in the army. I later found out he'd never left Northampton. Uh, thank you very much for being Johnny. Uh, Dan says, a guy I used to work with told me he was swimming in the River Nile on holiday. He reached the other side, then decided to swim back. He then proceeded to tell me that a Nile croc was between him and the other side. So he dived down and swam underneath the crocodile to reach the other side. I absolutely love it. Uh, Helen says, Dave and the team, good morning. Love the show. Well, thank you, Helen. I went to university with a girl who said she was supposed to go to Cambridge, but she was in witness protection, so she had to go to Wolverhampton instead. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Roll up, roll up for the tallest tales ever told. The world's biggest fibbers. Keep them coming, Dave, at absoluteradio.co.uk. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. It's a Thursday morning where we have decided to dedicate part of the show to the biggest fibbers you ever did meet. Yes, the tallest of tales. Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Chris has got in touch saying, 
that he worked with a guy that claimed he'd been given a drum lesson by Phil Collins. <laughs> this is after he dropped off a parcel to the venue he was playing at. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Joanne says, a chap I used to work with told me he was fishing one day, and whilst doing so, Buddy Holly's diary floated up to him. Um, and keeping it on the music what? theme, on line one, we have Bobby. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Dave. Great having you on the show. So as I say, we are sticking firmly with the fibs surrounding the music business. Tell everybody what a lad at your university reckon he'd done. So I think it was in this week and one night out, we uh, came back and went to someone's room and we were all sitting around talking. And he then decided to claim that he was the one, with, along with his friend, that wrote uh, Everything I Do by Brian Adams in uh, <laughs> the early 90s. <laughs> so so he, he claimed he wrote Everything I Do by Brian Adams. How, how, how did he go from writing this song with his friend to it becoming one of the longest-running number ones in singles history? Uh, he said that he was just uh, playing with his friend and his friend decided to have a little go on the keyboard and he just come up with some lyrics that went along with the music and it just happened that his uh, friend's dad was uh, the music producer on the on the film Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and walked in and said, "I think I, I think I'll take that," and um, said that he never got the credit. Oh right! Wow. So, so yeah. you did some um, you did some basic maths on this uh, shortly after the the fib was dropped into the room. And how old would your friend and his friend have been when they wrote "Everything I Do" by Brian Adams, which, as I say, would go on to be one of the biggest songs in in music history? Well, considering this was in two thousand and two, um, we were eighteen. We worked out that he would have been six. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. I love it. I love it. If you can, but, this is why we want to do it as tall tales, man. If you're going to go, if you're going to fib, then fib big. Yeah. It's fresh this week. You've got to make that lasting impression, haven't yeah. you? You've got three years with these people. Get yeah. it out there. Robbed by exactly. Brian when, Adams. When I was, I was picking my nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we must improve. You, Matt, you've got to say to the girls, you must do better. I heard a story on the know, show today yeah. about someone who wrote a number one hit single for a, for a blockbuster a, movie. It's a kind of child. Best of Maggie, must yeah, do yeah. better. Um, <laughs> yeah. Listen, Bobby, it's been great having you on the show. Thank you for sharing your tall tale with us, and we'll speak to you real soon. Yeah, cheers, guys. Nice one. Cheers, Bobby. Take care now. So there we go. It are, they are the tallest tales ever told. Keep them coming. Dave at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. It's your Thursday morning where I invite you to come in. Come into my tent and take a look at the biggest fibbers. Look at the tall tales. The tallest ever told. Dave, a lad at school, told us his dad was Tarzan's understudy and did all his swimming stunts. That's coming from Alistair. Thank you, Alistair. Uh, Ryan says, Dave, a guy who used to work at our place was boasting that he ever committed a crime. He's got a duffel bag under his bed with about 15 grand in different currencies and multiple passports. He also told us he was a world champion bare knuckle boxer. <laughs> Matthew says, Dave and the team loving the show. It did it didn't matter which new arcade game came out, my classmate would always claim to have cleared it with one credit. I think he was <laughs> the original it. blueprint for Jay from the Inbetweeners. Yeah. Turtles Arcade <laughs> completed it, mate. And that's coming from Matthew. Uh, keep them coming. There'll be more of the tallest tales ever told on the way. Plus a little reminder of how tomorrow 
you could be £100,000 richer. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. So it is time now for another game of What's Biggest? And it's another round where there can be no conferring. Team, going by mileage, whose car is biggest? (laughs) Emma Jones, Matt Dyson, Glenn Moore. This is tricky because Matt normally has the longest commute in the world. Glenn has had car issues constantly. And as we mentioned earlier in the show, my car has ceased to be. It's so old. Yes. It's really old. We're not allowed to confer, but I guess we do have to take into consideration whether anyone's car might be, whether they might be the only owner of their car. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, or whether it's second or third or fourth or fifth hand. So this could be a complete lottery. Emma's car was from 2005, but she never used it, so it's hard to know the mileage on that, mm. isn't it? What don't you understand about no conferring? We're just thinking out loud. Um, let, yeah. me, uh, let me help uh, you out a little bit here. Emma Jones, you knew, apparently, according to the Hypebeast Womble producer, Mark, you knew the mileage of your car from memory. You knew it off by heart yeah. when asked. Wow. That might That's be because weird. you've recently been to the garage and got the bad news. Yes. Um, mm. Matt Dyson, I... Speaking from experience, I did, I think it was four glorious miles in your car. Yeah, and then many, the rest yeah. of the time I spent sat on a lay-by on the M25 <laughs> waiting yeah. to, uh, for the recovery yeah. Uh, yeah. vehicle to arrive. So I've got some yeah. experience. And of course, Glenn, you know, you're a touring comedian. You're up and down the country. Yeah. That's surely got to be a factor. a lot of miles. Yeah. So I, whose I car think... is biggest? I think it's me. I, th- I think Emma. Do you reckon? Really? I think because your car's the oldest. Mine's ah, quite. Right. I, I, I'm, I think I was like maybe the third owner of mine. Yeah, I'm so, the second owner of mine, but yeah, I think mine's. But Matt, big. you drive every day. Yes, I know, but and it was already big when I bought it. So. This sounds like mm. conferring to me. <laughs> all right, okay, all right. Do you know what? Let's go with Emma's. The definition 15, of conferring. Fifteen okay. years. That is. That, yeah, there's yeah. plenty of time to get a lot of yes. miles in there. So let's Emma's. let's go with Emma. Got to be Emma. Yeah. Yeah. Emma. Okay, the fewest miles on the clock belong to Glenmore, 96,000 miles. Oh, oh, still really wow. high, though. Yeah. That is a lot of miles. So Emma Jones said she knew this. I was told, sorry, that Emma Jones knew this off by heart. Emma, your car has done 103,000 miles. But is that more or less than Matt Dyson's? <laughs> Matt Dyson, your car has done 134,551 miles. Yours is the biggest. You have failed on round two. And as I say, having been in the car for just four of those 134,551, <laughs> they're well earned. <laughs> yeah. To keep it going for that long, my goodness. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. It's a Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio. It's your Thursday morning. We've just done some quick maths. And guys, if we put all of your car mileages together, you've got a very impressive 333,551 Roughly 24,000 miles around the world, which means combined team, you could go around the world over 13 times, nearly 14 times your vehicles have taken you. Any, you know, travel log kind of anecdotes or... No, okay, fine, moving on. Uh, we, (laughs) We are... 
taking some time to talk about the biggest fibbers. They are the tallest tales that were ever told. And joining us right now with some marvels of modern medicine, we have Paul. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Very good, man. How are you today? Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. So we've got a double hitter um, from the <laughs> tall tale tellers from you. And this is a guy you used to work with. That's right, yeah. So the first one is he comes back from his lunch break. He's all pretty casual, sits down. He's having a Pret-a-Manger at his desk or whatever. Um, and then he drops a little bombshell on everybody. What was that, Paul? It was that he delivered a baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on his lunch break, yeah. On his wow. lunch break. And, and the funny thing was he wasn't even late back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's been very efficient. So, what did he? Was it just in the street, or was he in the calf, and suddenly someone had gone into labour, or did he give any backstory to it, or was it just a throwaway line? The backstory was he was on his way to Cafe Nero um, in Borough Market, which is um, <laughs> not not particularly quiet at lunchtime, as, as you as you probably know. I, I was um, there recently, yeah, with a friend having yeah. <laughs> lunch. It's, it's a real hot spot. It's buzzing there. Yeah, yeah. And he found a woman in distress and uh, and helped deliver the baby. And then just moseyed on back to the office. Yeah. Moseyed on back to the office, logged on, ate his sandwich, and uh, cracked on with his afternoon. <laughs> I mean, we, we don't know that, that all of these are necessarily fibs, you know what I mean? It's like, we could be, this, yeah. you could have a hero in our midst. Uh, so the other marvel of modern medicine uh, comes from this guy. Um, he had the flu once, and, and he told you what exactly, Paul? Well, there's a, there's a bit of backstory to this as well, actually. Um, he, he came to work early one morning, and he, he wasn't feeling very well, we could see. But he, first of all, he pretended his tongue had swollen up. <laughs> so he, he put on this bizarre voice with his tongue half hanging out of his mouth, um, saying he needed to go home. Um, so, obviously, <laughs> I asked him if he wanted a, an ambulance called. And he assured me he'd be all right getting home on his own. He went home and hooked himself up to an IV drip in his uh, bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so like this is where you know and, and most people have done it where you're calling sick and you <coughs> you put on the coffin yeah i can't i can't come into <laughs> but he's actually doing that physically in front of his boss and his work colleagues yeah in front of about he, he got, i've got to go home i can't follow <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Kahunas is what I'm thinking. That's the word I would use to describe that one. Um, Paul, it's been great speaking to you on the show. Um, thanks for getting yeah. in touch. Thanks for tuning in and we'll speak to you soon. Yeah, cheers. All the best. Take care. Lots of love. Cheers, Paul. All the best to you as well. So there we go. They are the biggest fibbers, the tallest tales ever told. Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. Time to bid you farewell for your Thursday morning. Thank you ever so much for tuning into the show. I must remind you that the Home Time Boys, well, it's just Richie flying solo, is going to be back on the Home Time Show from 4pm. Comedian and actor Sean Walsh is going to be joining Richie this afternoon to talk about lots of things, including his virtual 10K, which he's doing for the charity Calm. Well done to Sean Walsh. Now, we leave you, of course, as we do every day with a podcast. Download it, subscribe to it, comment on it, rate on it, do whatever you need to do, but get it in your life. And, well, the podcast naming bell rung quite a few times this morning. 
We've got Glenn Moore, A Quiet Place, which is his uh, reimagining of Emily Blunt's role in that classic modern <laughs> horror movie. Um, we've got the Scrotum Frog from Lake Titty Car Car. Oh, uh, that's the new Harry Potter book that J.K. Rowling's going to be uh, It's weird, but I loved it. Um, any one of us could have said that about any number of things. We've got the Meatball Fixer. Uh, that was Matt being found in a good mood this morning. We've got Gather Your Boy and Your Chicken from The Trampoline. Um, that was a story from a listener that came in early doors. But I think we all agreed the podcast was named before half past six this morning. Yes. It came courtesy of Glenmore. Download the podcast to hear all that surrounded it and why we got to this immortal sentence. <clears throat> White meat can't jump. That's the podcast. <laughs> oh, yes. We'll be back tomorrow, 6am. Stay safe, stay entertained. Arrivederci. He came, he saw, he tried to conquer, but alas, we've told him to come back tomorrow and try again. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio.